Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. High snap, Mahomes play fake. Zips a pass, caught by Tyree Kill, missed tackle at the 40, at the 30. He's into jet propulsion. 10, 5, touchdown. A terrifically quick release by Patrick Mahomes on a slant. A 58 yards touchdown. The Chiefs are looking at third and 10. They send three receivers out to the left. Mahomes deep downfield for the cheetah. It's deflected and intercepted nice. by Von Bell. Bell running in the middle of the field to the 40, 45, taken down with a high tackle by Kelsey at the 45-yard line. No penalty flag, but the Bengals come up with an overtime interception. That was the first and then the last for now. Barring a Patrick Mahomes trade to the Miami Dolphins. I'm kidding. I think. I don't know. In this crazy-ass offseason, who knows, who knows what's up or right. what's down. But that was Mahomes to Hill 2018 and Mahomes to Hill in the AFC Championship game. His last touch for the Chiefs, Hills, was actually that ill-fated lateral down at the goal line at the end of the first half of the AFC Championship when the Chiefs seemingly were in control. The show is PFT Live. We're here on Peacock, Sirius XM85. Hello to our good friends in the UK and in Ireland enjoying the program on Sky Sports. I'm told we've settled in at 7 p.m. Primetime, baby. Primetime, baby. Podcast. Primetime, bedtime, whenever time you want to listen to it. Hello to everyone out there. Hello to you, Christopher. It's Zip Up Thursday. Even though I wore this Monday night for our virtual playmakers launch party just as what? a nod to anyone who was who was tuning in that yes i can deviate from zip up thursday from time to time also i was in a hurry and it was right there which is one of my most basic i've I, I never seen a guy that's in a hurry and can't make it in time and i gotta grab got, you, you live in a four-foot box in your house and yet you, you can't you're always just walking up here before we start the show i mean 
I don't have return. That's how he entered the building today, everybody. He just entered the building. He didn't even sit down. I don't have return at six. Well, I wanted everyone to know. <laughs> I wanted knew. everyone to know. I had to they get my knew. makeup on. <laughs> I know. Um, but how dare you wear that shirt any other day than Thursday with me? It's almost that's blasphemy right there. How dare you? First of all, first of all, it's not a four foot box. <laughs> yeah, if we you know. never come here, you would see it's uh, not a four foot yeah, box. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I eventually will be in a six foot by two foot box, but that's a different story altogether. Uh, but no, I was two minutes to air. Pete says I was up here two minutes to air. That's a good day for me. See, the days that I actually get up and start working are the days that I I am late. And if I just would, I've told you, if I just get up, I, I don't want to do our same bit over and over again. But it's true. If I would just get up at ten till seven, I would get here like three minutes to air. But because I get up and start working, I lose track of time, and the next thing you know, it's time. And it is time. Let's get to it. What the hell is up with the NFL? What a weird offseason this really is. Is. Is, it, is. Is it a bunch of fantasy football frat brothers sitting around coming up with these trades? Have they taken over the controls of the NFL? I mean, this is nuts. And I, I was joking on Tuesday that the next trade will be Kyler Murray to the Falcons. And that would have been far more plausible and foreseeable then out of the clear blue sky, we get word yesterday the Chiefs are shopping Tyreek Hill, talking to the Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins get Tyreek Hill, and the Chiefs get five draft picks, a one, a two, and a four this year, a four and a six next year, and also they avoid $72 million in fully guaranteed salary over the next three years for a guy who's 28 years old and inevitably will decline. They sell high to a team that is ready to incorporate Tyreek Hill into their offense. What was your first reaction? First thought that fired through the synapses in your brain when you saw Tyree Kill traded to the Dolphins? Um, I, I mean, honestly, I think I was actually sad. I think I was the first. Like, you know, you had the, like, whoa, really? Like, you had that moment, right? But I, my mind went to sadness a little bit. It's an end of an era. That's how I kind of looked at it. I mean, for, for me, I mean, Mahomes and Tyree Kill is as special as a combination that we've seen from a quarterback-wide receiver in the history of football. It's right up there with it as far as what they did through this period of time. And then I think the way they did it. I don't think we've ever seen a combination like this where, you know, we had one guy that was really fast and we went, oh, I don't know how good of a receiver he is. And then we got this quarterback that we come in and we're not sure, you know, what he's going to be. But, man, he makes some crazy awesome throws in, in college. Okay, then they get put together and we get to see an offense – and a style of play that, you know, we talked a little bit about this yesterday that we'd never seen before in the history of the NFL. And route combinations and a, and a way of tacking that, that was not seen before. Deep, this guy's running a 40-yard corner route. And then we got two other guys on the other side running 40-yard post routes. And Mahomes is going to go from 40-yarder to 40-yarder to 40-yarder. And, oh, hey, here goes Tyreek Hill's, you know, reverse and speed sweeps. So... I, I'm as a football historian and a guy that loves the game. I'm I'm sad to see that era end because it's been a lot of fun, and uh, it has been a special, special combination. So why do you think the Chiefs did it? Now they explained it yesterday, and it meshes with kind of what I was hearing. It's very simple. Yeah, Hill wanted so much money, they didn't want to pay it. So they get an opportunity to get five draft picks and avoid the obligation to keep paying Tyree Kill at a time when they were wrapping up what was a fairly team-friendly contract for them. Now they're looking at Hill wanting 
25 to 30 million a year. And I know the way the contract is structured, it looks like 30 million per year in new money, but a $45 million payout in the final year pushes that average up to 30 million right. a year. That's some of the tricks that get played by agents so they can right. have a better deal. Three that years, is attached 75, to their name. right? That's what we were really looking That's at. That's basically what right? it is. It's right. three years, 75, right. right? And it's as a practical matter, every penny guaranteed because. There's 52 million guaranteed through next year. Yeah. And next March, the third year becomes guaranteed. Right. That gets you to three and 75. The only way they avoid the third year is to cut them after one season and have 52 million in guaranteed yeah. money for no one way. season of football. Right. After giving up five draft picks, they're not going to do that. Even if he has the worst season of his career, they're not going to flush him after one year and owe him 52 million and say, oh, well, we screwed up all those picks. F them picks, literally. Exactly. So I, here's, here's kind of my bigger picture thought about this yeah let me hear it the rams are the reason for this f them picks is the reason for this because they won the super bowl being aggressive in their pursuit of veteran talent they won the super bowl with a collection of guys that they went and got jalen ramsey f them picks they give up multiple first-rounders to go get him. Matthew Stafford, multiple first-rounders to go get him. No first-rounder used since they traded up in 2016 to get Jared Goff. And when that mentality is successful, we've already talked about how many other teams will adopt the Rams' approach. Well, when it wins you Super Bowls, you are going to have other teams willing to adopt it. Ron Rivera, coach of the Washington Commanders, said at the scouting combine as related to their quest for a new quarterback, nobody remembers what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. Nobody cares. They won the Super Bowl. Right. So you've got some teams that are now thinking that way, Christopher. But in order to make it work, you need to have other teams that, number one, have veteran players. Number two, want too much money in the estimation of their current employer. And number three, value those picks. Yes. As I said yesterday on PFTPM, you need one team that says F them picks, another team that says pluck them picks. And those two teams have to come together like peanut butter and chocolate in the old Reese's commercials where someone would accidentally jam an open Hershey's bar into a jar of peanut butter that for some reason had lost its lid. That's what you need to have happen. And so if everybody, and this is what's fascinating to me, maybe nobody else cares, I don't care. You need, you need to have a certain number of teams with the Rams mindset. Right. And you need to have a certain number of teams with the Chiefs mindset. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah. So as the Rams mindset spreads, it can't spread so far that it overtakes the league because then you just got 32 teams looking to do trades for veteran players and all these teams saying, well, we're not getting rid of our veteran players. F them picks. We'd rather have our veteran player. So that's what's fascinating to me about it. You do have a spreading mindset, thanks to the Rams, and it made its way to Miami. But you have the old school thought of, I'd rather have the stack of unscratched lottery tickets at a low cost, thanks to the rookie wage scale. I dumped the $70 million that I would have had to pay Tyreek Hill over the next three years. I'd rather do this. I'll take my chances. Hey, Chris, remember what we said about the scouting combine? All those guys running four threes. Bad news for the veteran receivers. Oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. Now the, the Chiefs is, yeah, we'll take this guy that runs a 4-3. We'll take that guy that runs a 4-3. One of them will become Tyreek Hill, the new Tyreek Hill, in an offense that features Patrick Mahomes. I think it's that simple. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't doubt a lot of the things you're saying. Now, I will say, 
You know, hey, we say, hey, oh, hey, they'll get the new Tyree Kill, and I love Brett Veach and Andy Reid, but damn, Tyree Kills don't grow on trees. They don't. It's a hard guy to replace here. We're talking about a guy that is, I mean, as dangerous as anybody we've seen in the history of football where we just go, I mean, you give him the ball three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and we all go, oh, here he goes, because we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's, that's where he's special, and, and it, I, don't know, I don't know if you can replace him. That's what stinks about the whole scenario. Now, him with Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and what they did was awesome to watch because Hill, he's irreplaceable in, in two ways. One, as we talk about a lot, Mike, during the season, the attention he creates. Uh, everybody, when you play the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody's going, all right, we got to worry about Tyreek Hill. we got to worry about the 40-yard post route, the 50-yard post route, the go routes, the 30-yard crossing routes. Oh, then they have the little screen plays. I mean, everything is about stop Tyreek, stop Tyreek, stop Tyreek. He affects the way defenses play the team in general to where they stop playing man-to-man against the Kansas City Chiefs because they just go, we can't do it. Nobody can match up with this guy. Super Bowl last year against the Buccaneers, the perfect example. First time around, ah, screw it, we'll play man-to-man. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Whoa, 200 yards in the first first half or first quarter. So that's where it's going to be tough. Now, they're creative, they're a really good football team, and it's Andy Reid. But you're right, Mike. I think they're the team that's looking at it like, hey, this is what they do, Brett Veach and Andy Reid. They believe in their ability to draft, and then they pick and choose when they want to send send some money from free agency. But I understand, you know, why they couldn't make it work with Tyree Kill, you know, to a degree. First off, He's getting up there in age. We talked about you know, before Kansas City, they don't like to give contracts to guys that are second contracts, the guys in their 30s. That's a real thing. I think it's a good formula. And he's 28. He lost, I would say, maybe a half a step last year. He's not like three and a half rockets up his butt like usual. It was just three last year. All right, so there's that. But how many guys can they pay that top-tier market value to on your football team? I mean, Kelsey's what, one or two, right? Mahomes, we know that's going to continue to get expensive here as we get in. It's, it's team-friendly, though. Chris Jones is up there as far as top-tier market defense alignment. They just traded for Orlando Brown last year. They're going to have to make him one of the higher-paid tackles in the history of football when that comes about. So they have some balancing of the checkbook, and I just think they drew a line in the sand there and said, wait, we can't cross this number. Okay, you don't want it. Fine, see you. Start looking for a trade, and then – here we are now sitting here talking about it. And they know Tyree Kill better than anyone. Yeah. That's part of this, too. The yeah. Dolphins don't really know him. And if this comes together pretty quickly, how much time do they really have to get to know him, to do their research, to figure out whether or not it's going to be a good fit, to figure out whether or not there are off-field concerns? And remember the thing a few years ago that prompted the drafting of Mecole Hardman in right. round two. We assumed there was a connection between the two. There was a concern that Tyree Kill was facing an off-field issue similar to the one that he faced at Oklahoma State that yeah. contributed to him getting kicked out of Oklahoma State. He pleaded guilty to strangling his, his then-pregnant girlfriend. Uh, and I know there's questions about what after the fact is all sorts of stuff about whether he did or didn't do it. He pleaded guilty to it. That's all that matters in the eyes of the criminal justice system right. and in the eyes of the NFL. He fell to the fifth round because of that. So, I mean, the Chiefs know him. And remember the, the clip during, I think it was a playoff game, 2020, where he was starting to get in the face of an assistant coach 
and they went to commercial, and it was like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I think it was Greg and, Lewis, know, right? The ex wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, it coach, was Greg right? Lewis. Exactly. That's right. The yeah. guy who caught the guy who caught the piss missile. I'm sorry, I know I'm not allowed to say that from Brett Favre in 2009 when the Vikings beat the 49ers. Yeah, that was a good one. Was unbelievable. The right. catch was even the catch was even more impressive because yeah. that thing was a rocket. So anyway, it was Greg Lewis and Tyreek Hill, and so they only they know. They know the whole person. They've been living with the whole person since he entered the league in 2016 as a fifth-round draft pick. They're making the conscious strategic decision, and they feel good about it. They feel good about the idea of moving on from Tyreek Hill now. And you said it accurately, the idea that they have plenty of guys that they pay a lot of money to. The Patrick Mahomes contract, frankly, is going to start looking better and better it was team-friendly from the get-go. Right. It's going to look better and better as the cap keeps going up. As others start getting more money, it's going to be a smaller and smaller percentage of the cap that goes to Patrick Mahomes over the coming years. They're going to be able to afford other guys. Yeah. They just got to the point where they had to decide. Look, they could have done one more year with Tyreek Hill, unless he was going to hold out or something like that. But the way the CBA is now, that's not easy to do. Right. He was under contract for one more year. They, they could have franchise-tagged him and traded him like, the Packers did with Devontae Adams after the season. They could have said, we're we're doing it one more year. Look at the Chargers. Look at the Broncos. Look at the Raiders. We need to have our full arsenal for one more year. We're doing it for one more year. They voluntarily take a step back at a time when everyone else in their division is taking a step up. That's what's odd about this. The timing, right? You, you've got these other three teams loading the yeah. cannon to come get you and you just pulled out your biggest cannonball, one of your biggest cannonballs, and rolled it down the hill. No, I mean, you're right. It, 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 it's, it's not easy staying at the top of the mountain. And they've been at the top of that AFC mountain for four or five years now. And I think they're in a little bit of now like, hey, it's, you know, of course, not a rebuild, but you're trying to replenish your team once again to, you know, give it a new shelf life to go, let's make another run and see if we can't be towards the top of the AFC here for, you know, another four or five years. And I think that's kind of the process they're in right now. They're kind of in that flux state of, wait, old team that won the Super Bowl. We got some guys there. But, right, we got the future here. An old team that won the Super Bowl is not going to be new team that wins future Super Bowls. We got to start getting new guys in here. And I think that's the way they, they probably looked at it. So that that's where, you know, it, it was tough as far as Tyreek Hill. And you're, you're right. They, they could have, you know, one more year, but, you know, causes issues. You know, the play is still phenomenal to where the market's probably as good as it's ever going to be for a guy like Tyreek Hill. So uh, I, I understand when they got to that contract impasse of them thinking, all right, then, we, we, you know, we've, we've gone beyond the limit. We feel that we're comfortable with organizing our football team. I also got to think the Chiefs, you know, something you brought up, Mike, a little bit felt got to feel, you know, I'm not saying hometown discount or whatever, but, you know, the, the, you said it. They drafted a guy that a lot of teams weren't going to draft. I mean, they, they took a chance at a guy. They gave a guy a second contract during, you know, some of these issues and still did it and supported him. So, you know, I'm sure they're disappointed with the fact that they felt like uh, they put their best foot forward for Tyreek Hill in a lot of years there and they couldn't come to a deal. But, you know, Brett Veach and Andy Reid, they're no idiots and they, they had a, a number in mind that was the limit. And, then, and obviously Tyreek Hill went above that limit. 
Yeah, when above that limit wouldn't come down, so they decide let's get what we can while we can. And I wonder how much they're using the argument, the old Patriots-Tom Brady argument on other players. Who do you think you are? Tom Brady isn't taking every last penny. Tom Brady did a team-friendly deal. If he does a team-friendly deal, you can do a team-friendly deal. I don't want to get into our whole selfish or not selfish discussion. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to but, say, let's do that again. But, right. But, 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 but I could see that mindset creep into the conversation. Sure. Hey, we've got a star quarterback who did not insist on getting every last penny. Yeah. I mean, look, Mahomes deal is ridiculously team friendly. It stretches into the next decade and it was all done. I think, well, I, there are different theories about why it was done. One theory is, is Agent Lee Steinberg wanted to be able to say, I got a half-billion-dollar contract, right. regardless of how long it tied his guy up. I mean, I could announce a half-billion-dollar contract, too, with NBC. I am under contract in that event until the year 2500, but still, <laughs> it would be a half-billion-dollar contract. <laughs> yes. So there, there are ways to do this, but uh, at the same time, that mindset may have been part of what the Chiefs were thinking with Hill. We've supported you. We've taken a chance on you. We've right. stood behind you. Right. We have a quarterback who is not a pig at the trough. You should not be a pig at the trough if you want to stay here. And and look, we got so many different angles, and we're yeah, just there going is. to come up organically. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're Tyreek Hill, like he he had the choice between the Jets and the Dolphins. And I don't want to activate two and on before eight a.m. on a Thursday morning Eastern time, but. If you're Tyreek Hill, yeah. Zach Wilson or Tua slash Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. who are you picking? Who well, are you picking? Well, you know who I'm picking, that's for sure. Or or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Mahomes, well, we know that. So he let's wins. take Mahomes out of the equation. Right, right, right. right. Wilson or Wilson or Tua slash Teddy, who are you taking if you're Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, there's no doubt I'm going Zach Wilson there. You know, Zach Wilson, you're going to be able to do some of the stuff you've been doing with Patrick Mahomes, where they're going to go, hey, run 40 yards this way and then run 40 yards that way, and Wilson will bomb at 80 yards, and we'll, it'll be awesome. That's, that's what it would have been in New York. would have been great. But as we see a lot, and we know and we hear this, you and I, and I mean, I think everybody in the NFL knows, yeah, Tyreek didn't want to do it. Sounds like the Jets made every bit the same offer the Dolphins. But this is a new theme in the NFL, in my opinion. Ty goes to Florida. Ty goes to Florida. That's what it is. Half the NFL lives in freaking Florida during the offseason. Tyreek Hill's from South Florida. Uh, you talk about it all the time. Estate taxes, that, that's a real thing. You know, you're making $25 million a year. You don't got to pay the whatever it is, 8 10%, 12%, whatever. It's a big deal. 13 in California. All right. So, yeah, it's a big deal when, you know, you're only making this kind of money for a short period of time of your life. And I think that probably plays a, a big factor in this as well. The, uh, you know, the theory had been creeping in over the past few years that the NFL is becoming like the NBA. We're like, well, not really, not really. And now look at this, this offseason. Off yeah. Now, now, I, and the players can instigate this to a certain extent, and I think they have, but you still have to have teams that are willing to go out and make those trades. That's what has unlocked this. The Rams are the ones who can be credited or blamed or somewhere in between for this mindset beginning to really take root and grow in the NFL, where we see so many guys changing teams, trades that we would have thought were unthinkable happening, whether it's Russell Wilson, whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it's Tyreek Hill, it really is amazing to see it happen. And while we're in the neighborhood of Miami yeah. and Tyreek Hill going, going home, 
to Miami, and he's, he's excited about that, and he has every right to be. How do you see him being used in the Miami offense? Because in Kansas City, that was the offense where the defense has to cover every blade of grass because, yeah. number one, Tyreek Hill can get to every blade of grass, and number two, Patrick Mahomes can buy enough time to get the ball there and can get the ball there. There are key ingredients right. in forcing a defense to cover the whole field. At some point, I said this yesterday, at some point, if you're the deep safety, you're just going to look at Tyreek Hill and you're going to say, keep, go ahead, keep going. I ain't getting it to you. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. run. Run as far as you want. You're past the limit of the ability of the quarterback to get the ball to you. Yeah, so no, no. how does Tua yeah. get or Tua? How does Tyreek get used in an offense that has Tua Tonga-Vailoa or or Teddy Bridgewater? Based upon the way Teddy Bridgewater yeah, right. failed to answer the question about his role earlier in the week. Yeah, I, I, there's like the the million dollar question. I, I mean, I got a kick out of looking at social media when the trade was done yesterday because so many people are like, "What? Tua's not going to be able to reach Tyreek Hill downfield." This doesn't make sense. I don't get it. No, yes, it doesn't from that standpoint. But they're not going to ask Tua to throw the ball down the field to this guy. Uh, I, uh, you know, th- this is going to be. They got. They went out and they got the, what I look at and go. They're going. Wait, we got Tua. We got Mike McDaniel. We got that great running scheme, the Shanahan running scheme, where the outside zones, the inside zones, they're going to spread you out horizontally. And then what he's got now within Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hills, he goes, I got two Debo Samuels. You don't know who's going to get a reverse or a speed sweep, or we're going to fake it to this guy and throw a screen over here to that guy. We're going to run the ball here, you know, bootleg. One of these guys is going to be on the flat in the backside. We're going to spread you out, you know, with the run game so much horizontally that it's going to leave little holes for Tua to throw the little quick slants like we saw Jimmy Garoppolo throw to Debo Samuel. That's what it's going to be. You know, we heard like with Tua coming out in the draft, like a lot of people want to were saying he's like a point guard, right? He is. He, you know, he can dish it and pass it. He's not a great thrower. But you give him the, hey, five yards, eight yards, boom, boom, boom. Oh, right here. He's good at that stuff. He does have different deliveries. And I think that's the kind of football they're going to play, Mike. They're going to kind of try to get you going this way. And then every now and then hit, you know, Tyreek and Waddle going that way and play that kind of football with Tua. Don't let him throw it 70 yards. Let him throw it seven yards and let the other guys run the other 63 yards. <laughs> Which would be which would be more than twice the current distance of the three yard pass that Tua has <laughs> right. been throwing. It was so, one yard. I thought uh, that's just what they were talking. Actually, about. Actually, right. he had the second best Tua did completion percentage on passes twenty or more yards downfield last season, but he threw it deep at the second lowest rate in the NFL, only behind Daniel Jones. So he can throw it down the field. They just don't. At least they didn't in the offense they used to run. And we'll see now. Look with. Teron Armstead there. Yes. You maybe can buy the quarterback a little more time right. to get the ball down the field. Tyreek Hill running past guys. Jalen Waddle getting open. This becomes a very exciting offense. These are the best two receivers, I would argue, that the Dolphins have had since the Marks brothers back in the 80s with I'm Mark with Cooper you. and Mark Clayton. The only problem is they don't have Dan Marino. That's the only thing. And 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 you have to wonder, you have to <laughs> you have to wonder whether they still are gonna go get Dan Marino, not that they can now when they gave up five picks to go get Tyree Kill, but I, I still think that this t- they'll, they'll do their best with what they have, and it could get very interesting with what they have. What? But having Jalen Water and Tyree Kill is only going to make them more inclined to Look find at this. a big-armed, badass quarterback. Maybe Tom Brady still... Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm just kidding, people. Or am I? 
Maybe Tom Brady still would like to make the move from Tampa down to Miami. Yeah. Hey, look at this group right here. I mean, this is a pretty damn good group. Devontae Parker, when he's healthy, is a legit number one receiver. He's the fourth guy on their team now. Preston Williams, you know, you talked about Tua's ability to throw the deep balls at a high completion percentage. That's because guys like Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are big, and Tua throws a soft ball up there and just gives them a chance, and they're great at it. I mean, I would sit here first off, Mike, and I'm going to say this without even thinking, all right? And not really diving into this, but just kind of coming to me organically. Is there a more dangerous duo in football than these two right here, right now? I I don't think so. I I mean, man, Waddle and Tyree Kill. Waddle hasn't really hit the national radar screen maybe the way that he should, but he should. He He should, should. right? I mean, we saw enough, especially at the end of the year, where you went, man, all they do is feed him the ball. He makes plays left and right. He's one of those guys like Tyreek where you go, you throw him a screen and you go, watch out. He might go 60 yards up the sideline. You you couple that with Gasecki at tight end. And then now they got Mostert and Chase Edmonds are running back to go along with, you know, Gaskin and Salvin, Salvin Ahmed. I mean, they, so holy cow, they got some talent on that side of the ball to make you think twice. I mean, this is a, a huge move that makes you think differently, of course, about the Miami Dolphins. And then, yeah, it takes a little of the luster away from the Kansas City Chiefs. So it, it swung the balance of power in the AFC a little bit. You mentioned Devontae Parker, and I had forgotten that he and Teddy Bridgewater were Louisville teammates. Yeah. There was a time where it was kind of like a Derek Carr, Devontae Adams thing with the two of them. And again, we, we, we assume Tua is the quarterback. Right. Um, but and, and, and Devontae Parker could be the odd man out by the time it's all said and done. They could turn around and trade him. Who knows what's going to happen with that receiving depth chart. You yeah, that's right. You just have too many. You yeah. have too many, and you want to rebuild right. some of your draft picks, right. and that may be a way to do it. That's a good but, point. Uh, the, the, the Dolphins, they were, they were already, in my mind, a contender because they've had back-to-back winning seasons. Mike McDaniel, we both love the guy. And now you add Tyree Kill, however he uses him. And you're right, it's not going to be run deep, run deep, run deep, run deep. Uh, it's going to be all sorts of different creative things. The jet sweep, the little touch pass, the little quick, you know, the quick little boom. The, the, the two inch one pass. for one for 55 it's, yards, guys. Look at it's that. It's 55 <laughs> yards because there goes Tyree Kill. And, right. you know, I, I, it's not Debo Samuel in the sense that we're going to see Tyree Kill running between the tackles. We're right. just going to see him zip around the end and run out of bounds exactly. 15 yards down the field. Right, right. That, that's what and it's Not get be. touched. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, Debo Samuel's special in the fact that he's so thick and he's built like a you know first and second down running back. They can do that. But you're still going to see Hill and Waddle get the ball behind the line of scrimmage with blocking schemes, yes, to get them more on the edge, to your point. And then you're not going to really be able to pin to, wait, which guy is the guy we need to be scared of with the reverses or the sweeps or which guy runs the quick slant after they fake the reverse and do that. So that's where I think it's really brilliant that way. And McDaniels, we know, is McDaniel. I keep saying McDaniels. It's confusing with him and Josh and the Raiders. It's driving me crazy. One, as I, as I, I said it's driving me in the crazy. past two weeks, one of them needs to add an ass or yes. one of them needs to drop the ass. I, I feel like ever since you said that, it's actually made me more aware of it, and now it's in my <laughs> head, and I can't say either one right. Uh, but but I, I think that would be the plan of attack. And we know they're going to run the football and the big franchise left tackle here. We know the defense is special. I mean, wow, for Miami. I mean, this is, this is one of the better rosters in all of football. I do want to ask you this, Mike, one thing. Like, obviously, the luster is away from the Kansas City Chiefs a little, right? I mean, I, but, but I still look at the Chiefs and go, 
man, you know, they're, they're still a Super Bowl contender. I do. I didn't look at it as like as, oh, wow, the Chiefs are a different team to the same capacity where I looked at Green Bay last week and said, um, sorry, Green Bay, there's no freaking way you're going to the Super Bowl this year. You're, it's over. The Green Bay is just going to be a playoff contender this year. There's no way they're going to the Super Bowl without Devontae Adams. No, no chance. I don't feel that way about Kansas City. Am I crazy to feel that way? No, 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 because they still have Patrick Mahomes. They yeah. still have Travis Kelsey. Right. And they still have the opportunity to go and get out and get one of these 4-3 guys that will be more quickly integrated into the offense. I just feel like they get a young, fast guy. Yeah. It's going to click faster in Kansas City than it will in Green Bay. Agreed. I may be wrong. I agree I with you wrong. there, though. You're, you're right. Go ahead. Why are we thinking? Are we thinking that coaching staff? Or are we thinking that quarterback? I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers notoriously resists having to trust some young guy. I don't want some young guy in here yes. wet behind the ears right. who, does, who I, I, get, I throw the football to him and I can't trust him to catch it. I may get an interception. Doesn't it all go back to the politics of the quarterback position? I, I can't trust him to adjust his body like I can Devontae Adams to go get a ball that may be a little bit off the mark. He goes to it and it looks like it was a perfect pass because he knows exactly where to put his body. Yeah. I can't trust some guy who's still trying to figure out how to get off the jam at the line of scrimmage to get his body in the right place so that pass I throw isn't picked off. I feel like Aaron Rodgers thinks of it that way. Yeah. Mahomes is just like, ah, well, when he's open, I'll get it to him. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a nice, simple way to put it. I do. It goes back to, I think, this again, we were talking about this yesterday with Green Bay, right? They're about execution and precision and, wait, when you run this route, I want this many steps, and then you're going to break on this angle. And they are all about that. And, you know, Rodgers is about the timing and the, the feel and reading the coverage and running the right route off of that. You, you said it right. Kansas City's a little bit more like, hey, you know, just run down in that area over there and we'll, we'll get it to you over there somewhere. You know, or, hey, you know, don't worry. We're not going to – you don't have to come up with some intricate play to get you the ball. We'll give you a reverse. We'll have you a screen. We'll make life simple on this kid early on. He's got a go route. We got a few game plan plays where he just, hey, he knows he's going to run the post route and we might throw it to him if we get the look we want. They'll do it that way. Yes, I think there's a little bit more freedom and they have a little bit more ability to, you know, bend and play backyard football that I think is a little bit more, you know, easier for a young guy to kind of grasp a hold of their, their whole offense and how they attack. All right, you mentioned the Packers, and this was the first thing I thought yesterday when we learned that Tyree Kill was potentially going to be traded and the Jets and the Dolphins were the two teams. I quickly learned that they were the two teams because no one else was involved, Yeah, specifically the Packers. And, and it's funny to see how Packers fans react, some of them. I guess owning that share of stock really, it's, it, it, it doesn't cause you to exercise your voice. It causes you to fall in line because they're all like, well, why would we want Tyree Kill? Uh, uh, well, you don't have Devontae Adams. Yeah. That's why you'd want Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill's better than Devontae Adams. Sorry, Devontae, but it's true. I agree. I, mean, I, I assume you agree with me. You, you, you're the one that's convinced me for years now Tyreek Hill's the most dangerous non-quarterback in football because yeah. of everything he can do, the stop and the start and the speed, the elusiveness, the ability to get anywhere on the field, to get behind anyone, to draw attention of everyone on the defense. Agreed. He's one of those red dot players that you game plan for every game, every play. Where is Tyreek Hill? So why do you think the Packers didn't do it and – 
How much tequila do we think Aaron Rodgers drank last night? I mean, I know. I, you know, again, that's, that's what's frustrating about the Packers. It's just they, they seem to lose marquee players or do things, and they just go, well, you know, we'll let Rodgers figure it out, and he'll be more precise and throw better bullets into tight windows. I mean, that's, it's really it's, it's what's frustrating. I don't get it either. I don't. I mean, it didn't sound like there was not even a, a call or an, an inkling of anything like that. But I, I guess they look at it going, they just got all those assets from Devontae Adams and that trade, and maybe they like that, and they weren't willing to trade them all back to Kansas City and lose them. Uh, I'm guessing that's the, the look there. I, I don't really know. But he certainly would have been effective, especially with you know Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's still a free agent, and guess who he visited yesterday? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Because they're going, wait, we're going to find our replacement in Kansas City. That's where they're different. We're going to find, like you said, a draft somebody. We're going to find somebody that at least takes part of the hurt away from what we missed from Tyreek Hill. Green Bay, it's just like, uh, you know, hey, LaFleur and Rodgers just, you know, work harder. And that's where I just, they drive me freaking crazy. Yeah, it all seemed to come together so quickly. And, and you know, between the Matt Ryan trade, the Deshaun Watson events, we just assume that, Everything that happens in the NFL is the product of months, if not years, of careful planning and how we're going to build our team and construct our roster. And, you know, you, you got the Falcons who basically threw their hands up in the air last week and said, well, if we don't get Deshaun Watson, we'll trade Matt Ryan away, yeah. too, because we pissed yeah. him off because <laughs> yeah. we tried to get Deshaun Watson. Exactly. And now, this, you know, the, the Tyreek Hill extension talks were happening earlier this month. March 4, I think, was when we had a story at PFT about the discussions between Hill and the Chiefs. Something fell apart, probably after the Devontae Adams deal. And that's what causes all of this to go haywire. And, and it all happens quickly. I guess the, the message is, if you want to get a premier talent like this, you better, go, you better be ready to move. And maybe the, maybe the Packers aren't built to move quickly. Maybe that's the answer, Chris. Seems you like know it. why? You know why? Because they don't have an owner. Yeah. That's why. Right. What do you got? You got a CEO. You got a board of directors. You got this guy. You got that guy. You got this person. You got that person. How do you move quickly when speed is necessitated? Yeah. Maybe they're still getting out of bed and pulling their pants on while the Tyreek Hill ink is drying on his new contract with the Dolphins. I, I don't doubt that. I think there is a few more chains of command in, in Green Bay where, you know, the owner can go, hey, screw it. You know, screw the bottom line this year. You know, we're, we're going to pay this guy and, you know, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Or, hey, we got to make this move happen now. He's available, blah, blah, blah. That's what an owner does. Like, we need this guy. They can push you over the edge. They can give them a quick answer, the GM, the pro personnel guys, the people running the organization, to where now they get the green light and go. All right, I don't think that's the case in Green Bay necessarily. It certainly doesn't seem that way. Um, and, yeah, and, again, Green Bay, I know they're going to be a good football team, but I, I, I just don't look at them as a real, real threat, like I said, to go to the Super Bowl without Devontae Adams. And, and to your point, hey, I like Devontae Adams. You know that. Do I think he's – the best receiver in football? No. I'm more of the guy that, you know, okay, uh, Tyree Kill doesn't run as good a routes, but I like the fact that I can throw a four-yard pass and he can run 80 yards for a touchdown. I'm more on the line of I like Debo Samuel, I like Tyree Kill, I like Jamar Chase more than the Devontae Adams of the world. That's the kind of guy I am. Not to say that's right, but, I mean, you know, like you said, Adams is – 
He can take advantage of a system, run routes, do everything. He's really good. He's not the game-breaker Tyree Kill is. Tyree Kill is, oh, crap, defensive coordinator staying up late all, every night. Doesn't matter where he lines up or how the offense uses him. He's scary, and that's hard to replace. Uh, the Chiefs are one team I look at that I think can do it. But, yes, I don't understand Green Bay's mindset, Mike. It's, it's freaking annoying. There was a tweet from Tyree Kill on March 12th yeah. that said, We came a long way. Thank you, Chiefs Kingdom. I'm forever indebted. And I know when one of my crew first saw that, the conclusion was that extension is happening because that was eight days after he reportedly was talking to the Chiefs. Right. Maybe that was the goodbye in hindsight. Maybe that was the Baker Mayfield goodbye Maybe in far fewer words. Uh, because that same day, and I, I hadn't heard this, and it sounds like this is what's going on. That same day, he tweeted, key to my city, I'm forever grateful. Jersey retired, number 26, two separate tweets. Sounds like he went home. Sounds like he went back to Florida, back to his high school, whatever town he grew up in, and got his jersey retired at his high school, got the key to the city. That's that magnet that drew him home, potentially. So we don't know where everything stood, and I'll try to figure this out. I'm curious about this. So yeah. I'm going to try to figure this out. Right. But it may be, maybe that was a goodbye. And it looks like he was home somewhere on March 12, back in Florida. And he may have had that epiphany that this is where I need to be. And the Chiefs hadn't gotten financially where they wanted to be. And, uh, and it all kind of went from there. Now, this was before the Devontae Adams trade. But still, uh, enough maybe to get Hill to say it's time for him to move on. And this, yeah. this gets back to the whole NBA creeping into the NFL. It's, it's getting there. And it started with the Rams. The Rams crossed that bridge. Other teams are adopting that mindset. And it is allowing players who can figure out how to properly finagle their way out of where they are to get to where they want to be. So I know. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. I like it. I like You know I like players having maximum mobility and being able to go where they want to play. And whether people like it or not, it's happening. Yeah, no, it's happening. I think it's going to continue to to be this way. I think this is the the really the the wave of the future, right? I mean, it it really is. Uh, the NBA, you know, the quarterbacks kind of kicked this off with some of this stuff, and now I think the rest of the league is is kind of adjusting to it. The players are realizing that they have more power than you know years past or ever realized before. They're playing it more like businessmen. And I also feel like where, you know, the, the teams have given up fighting this stuff. There's so much money, you know, what's the point of fighting? Like this guy, he doesn't want to be on our team for what we're paying him and he doesn't want to be here and he doesn't like us anymore. Fine, screw it. We'll trade him. I feel like teams have gotten at this that way too, where like, you know, 10 years ago, they'd have been like, no, you're going to stay here. We're going to still work this out and try to make it work. And, you know, yeah, you're going to be disgruntled, but we'll still work hard and make football work where teams now just go, well, that ruins our freaking locker room. Just, we got to figure out how to trade them. And uh, it does seem like we're going that way uh, as far as football is concerned in the off season. Here's where we're going. We're going to uh, take a break, but when we continue, we've got more to discuss as it relates to this monumental trade of Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. I've got one specific player that I want to ask Chris about as it relates to his reaction to what occurred. It's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's somebody else entirely. We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Deion Bush signs yesterday with the Kansas City Chiefs. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? 12.33 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Yeah, here's what's up. They're losing Tyreek Hill. <laughs> and some of these responses, forgive us if we don't seem thrilled today. Not now, Deion. Read the room. Can you play receiver, asked Fred Davis. Deion Bush wraps by saying, my bad, y'all. I'll hit y'all back later. Yeah, not the best day to be <laughs> bothering Poor Chiefs Deion Kingdom. Bush. And- <laughs> the th- oh, Dion walking in on his first day. Yes, there we go. Hey, here's the reality. And these things do happen so fast, the fan base doesn't even get a chance to go through the right. anger, denial, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. It just happens. Yeah. It's dropped on your lap. And that may be if the Chiefs are going to look back at this with any regret. I don't think having this play out in real time of about an hour – is the best way to get your fan base, you know, in line with yeah, the idea yeah, that you're yeah. moving on from Tyreek Hill. Right. I think you, because what's the rush? Well, why not let it play out a little bit? Get it out there that once you know that you're getting an acceptable offer from a team and you've got the Jets and the Dolphins pitted against each other, why not get it out there? Why not let it percolate and let people get their arms around it before you finalize it, just from the standpoint of PR? So if there's any criticism I think that would be fair for the Chiefs, it's that they 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 stunned their fan base yeah. with this. It happened too fast for their fan base to properly process it. No, I mean, it, it is. It was I, I was starting a podcast yesterday, and we were, the, the news broke of, Hey, the Chiefs have let Tyree kill, you know, talk to teams for a trade. Two minutes later, it was like, hey, it's the Dolphins and the Jets. It sounds like they're most interested. Do the podcast hour and 30 minutes later. Hey, the trade's done. We're going to, we're going to, we got news to break here on the podcast. Like, wow. And that kind of player for it all to happen that quickly. um, Yes, is a little surprising. It is hard for a fan base to kind of get their, their heads wrapped around that when it happens that quickly. It's a little more shocking, but it also, I think, is part of like, you know, I think where we talked about last last segment, the players have power. I feel like, you know, the fix was in to a degree with Miami. Again, I, I, I think this is Kansas City realized he probably wanted to go there. He wanted to go there so bad. The deal met, you know, the, what they wanted in Kansas City as far as what was going to be compensated. And, and it was a win-win from that situation to where, you know, I feel like, yes, the Dolphins had the inside track because of what we talked about with Tyree Kill and I think his affection for South Florida and wanting to go back there. I'm in the process of gathering some information about how this all went down. I apologize for multitasking in real time. What happened was after the Adams trade last week and the contract he got, that's when this first really started. Right. That, the Chiefs basically had a choice. Give Tyree Kill a contract like the one Devontae Adams got from the Raiders or trade him. And I'm told it never got acrimonious. It never got nasty. It never got hostile. The Jets were a serious consideration. It was a close call at the end of the day. Tyree Kill opted for the Miami Dolphins. So, uh, and, and, it, and it did happen very, very quickly. But, but it happened out of view for several days. It first landed. See, again, that would yeah. be my one concern. Yeah, right. you, could, you could drop it Tuesday and do it Wednesday. Give your fan base a chance. Or, you know what, if you're the Chiefs, though, maybe here's why you don't do it. Maybe you don't want to give your fan base a chance to rise up and shout it down. Oh, yeah. And say, what right. the hell are you doing? Right. Trading Tyree Kill. Right. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Maybe so they don't you want do to hear before. a backlash you from do the it. other team's fan you base. You do it. Know. Yeah. You do it before there's a chance for your fans 
to say what the hell is wrong with Andy Reid and try to stop you from doing it. Because after the fact, there's nothing you can do. You can be upset about it, or you say, well, you know, we'll have faith in the guys who found Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's probably the mood among Chiefs fans right now. Yeah. Whereas if you have a chance to shout it down, you'll try to do it. That, I, I, I kind of, you know what? There may be some genius lurking there around might in be. that part. There of might it. be. Don't even, I, I, you know, you, you might be right. Let's not let our fan base go crazy here for 24 hours and, and you know, Yes, it's bad PR, and now the perception behind it is not good, and it, it's tough that way. Also, I, I thought of the other side of it, that maybe you know, with Tyree Kill being a little controversial, maybe they looked at it too like, hey, let's not give the other team's fan base to go, what, we're going to sign him? We don't like him. He's done this. He's done that. You will avoid any of that, or that, that team doesn't have second guess, like, whoa, wait, our fan base isn't reacting. And my mind went there too. So I, I think there's probably a lot of things that are in play there. I think we probably hit on hit on, hit on them all there. I think you you couple that together with the fact of South Florida, the money they were willing to give McDaniel company in there. They probably you know really wanted a guy like this to to make his offense go. It fits Tua. It makes sense there. I just think there was a lot of factors that were positives to make the deal happen. All right, here is. My question, um, and you mentioned Marquez Valdez-Scantling earlier, and one of my critiques of the Packers is that they didn't get him re-signed before they traded Devontae Adams yeah. because you get him at a time when it's not so obvious that yeah. you need him. Right Now the price goes up, especially if he can get the Chiefs and the Packers in the tug-of-war. I wonder what Juju Smith-Schuster thinks about all this for a variety of reasons, one of which is he does a deal – Last week, $3.25 million base salary. Do they have any inkling that they may move on from Tyreek Hill at the time that they signed Juju Smith-Schuster to that low base contract with high incentives? And it's going to be easier to get that $7.5 million incentive package if you've got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey drawing all the attention and Juju's running free, getting single coverage at most, and padding his numbers that way. Now it's going to be harder unless they find somebody who can be a Randy Moss right out of the gates and create the same kind of attention that Tyree killed it. I just have to wonder what Juju thinks of this. What did the Chiefs know and when did they know it about whether or not they were moving on from Tyree Kill? Because if I'm Juju, I'm picking the Chiefs knowing I got Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. Now Tyreek's gone. I got this low base salary. I got this high incentives. I don't know that I'm going to make this money now because I don't have Tyreek Hill distracting yeah. the defense. I, I'd be interested to know, you know, the incentives and what they're all tied to. You know, I, I, because uh, it, obviously team-wise, you look at it and go, oh, well, I mean, yeah, we might not be the same team now. I don't know if we'll be as you know good on the offensive side of the ball. But for him specifically, it might mean that, hey, wait, now maybe they infuse me in the offense you know, more. I get more targets. Maybe there's a few more plays drawn up for me now because we're going to try to spread the wealth instead of focus you know, so much around Tyreek and just Kelsey. So th- th- that's, that's always an interesting question, Mike, is really there. It, it, and I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer. Sometimes it's like you said. It's great to be that third guy and get the mismatch and you get a lot of, you know, you, you get a, a lot of easy catches and, and, and matchups because of that. But also, you know, it could be, hey, now you move up the, the pecking order of the, the, the guy that they, they organize plays around. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where, where that goes for Juju. I, uh, I've got the 
full incentive package here somewhere. At least I thought I did right. for Juju Smith. Yeah, I remember seeing the that. incentives. I just didn't know what they were tied to totally as far as team or whatever. But I know that initial contract report of one year, nine or ten million was a little misleading. One point, it was 10.75 and only 3.25 of it is in the base package. Let me keep trying. There's a website called ProFootballTalk.com huh. that has a story about it. Heard of it. it. Uh, but I'm I'm having a hard time for whatever reason getting the story that has the whole details. But it you know like two million of it is tied at least to the team getting to the AFC Championship game. Another million dollars is tied to them getting to the Super Bowl. There's a, a minimum threshold of catches. I think sixty and yards. I think nine hundred to even qualify. So you know it's not impossible. And maybe maybe the, the, the glass half full take is I'll get more targets now. Yeah. I'll be a bigger right. part of the offense. But we know he's not going to be the number one. No. We've been down that road before when the Steelers traded Antonio Brown. They're like, hey, we'll just make Juju number one. Oh, Juju can't get open deep. Never mind. He can't, he can't be, you can't be number one if you can't get open deep. You're yeah. Alvin Harper otherwise. And, uh, you know, and he's got a good role to play, but it's a little harder to play that role if you don't have a guy who is attracting double coverage everywhere or two guys who are dra- yeah. attracting double coverage everywhere in tra- Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. No, I, I know. And that, that's, uh, it, it, it's, this is where it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the new approach of the Kansas City Chiefs. What are they going to do here? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed Marquez Valdez-Scantling and draft a wide receiver at the end of the first round and just replenish both and go, hey, we got options. Uh, the huge, I'll tell you who else, it was a huge move for McCole Hardman. And, you know, his, his butt's in the spotlight. We talked to him at the Super Bowl. He was ready for this year, right? It's a contract year for him. He was talking about how he wanted to take the next step as being a, a big part of this offense. All right, here you go. It's time. So he, there's going to be extra focus on him and his abilities. He will no longer be, you know, the third thought when it comes to organizing hey. it. Yeah. Go ahead. We, we got to strike two names off this graphic. Byron, put that graphic on, or take it down because Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson don't work here no more. Yeah, they don't shine. They don't. They don't shine shoes no more. Yeah. Maybe you haven't heard, but Demarcus I don't shine Robinson shoes no more. Raiders. Where did Pringle go? I forgot. Uh, Pringle is with the Bears. That's and Robinson right. is with Raiders. the Raiders. Right. Hardman is the is the biggest name holdover at receiver. Juju's there. Josh Gordon's back. Yeah. They love Josh Gordon. They keep waiting for Josh Gordon to do something. Now he gets an opportunity to do a little bit more with Tyreek Hill gone. But I, I think they're going to take one of these four three guys in round one and then maybe get somebody who's lingering later. You know, they, be shocked. They, right. they, 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 this is the group that, even though Brett Veach wasn't the GM at the time, he was working there when they drafted Tyreek Hill, when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. And maybe they don't do this trade unless they feel pretty confident that they'll get somebody. Yeah, that they've done enough scouting of this uh-huh. receiving class to right. say, we'll get somebody, we'll teach him, we'll get him ready. Right. And oh, by the way, the quarterback's Patrick Mahomes. It'll be okay. I I think so. I think they're the type of team that has that type of confidence. They are, and they, you know, again, you don't have to look much farther than last year. Oh, we need a center. Oh, that's right. We'll draft a guy in the second round who's going to be one of the best centers in football. I mean, right off the bat, you know, they're a team that's been extremely successful drafting people. Uh, all across the board. I mean, again, it's it's a team of a lot of draft picks. I mean, in middle round, you know, we hit gold type of guys too. I mean, they, you look at Traver- Traverius Ward, who I know just got signed by the 49ers, but you know, a lot of homegrown talent there. You know, Veach and Reed, they're good evaluators, and this is the way they're going to build their team. They're going to, I think, this is the way. You know, they're they're going to build their team through young, the draft, and then 
some tactical big-time free agent signings. And they're going to continue to replenish and stay young. And like we've talked about yesterday and today, they're a team that you know does not want to give second contracts to guys that are getting to the 30s. And and I agree with that in, in a lot of ways. That's the way they're going to play it. And this is you know setting them up to do it for part two and another run for the the second phase of Patrick Mahomes' career here. We we always knew that Patrick Mahomes would be with the Chiefs far longer than any of his current yeah. pass catchers. Yeah. Right. He right. signed into the next decade and this was going to happen. So when does it happen? Does it happen because Tyree Kill has lost more than a half a rocket up his butt? He's down to two or one and a half and you cut him. Does it happen because he retires? Does it happen because he's injured? Or does it happen because you trade him and you get five draft picks and you save seventy million in cap space? And that's the justification that the Chiefs would offer. Andy Reid basically said it yesterday. We get five picks, we get all the cap space, and now we can move forward. And they have a full team to worry about. And they'll have a plan. And and you're right, it is weird. We feel better about Tyree Kill leaving the Chiefs than right? we do Devontae Adams leaving the Packers, even though you and I agree, and many would agree with us, that Hill is a better player than Devontae Adams, so it creates a bigger void. Yeah, it is. It's, it's weird, but I, I think, you know, you kind of said it. You know, the, the Chiefs have more options of playmakers. The Packers were totally, you know, Devontae Adams-centric. And, and, you know, after that, it's like, wait, who is the second leading, leading receiver on Green Bay? And I'm going to just pull this off the top of my head, but I think it's, you know, the running back, right? I think Aaron Jones was the second Aaron leading. Aaron Jones. Right? I mean, so that, that just sells you right there. You know, Kansas City, you know, we, we've seen the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill in, in some games here and there and go, well, damn, they're still a good offense and dangerous, and they know how to move the ball, and Mahomes make plays that way. And, you know, even though you lose Tyreek Kill, yes, you know, you still got a guy in McCole Hardman who we know can run down the sidelines for a 50, 60-yard gain too. So it, it does. It, 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 there's a different feel there because they're not as, you know, centric on – wait, we got to get the ball to Tyreek Hill 10 times this game to win the game like Green Bay is with Dev- was with Devontae Adams. You know, Kansas City could get away with, hey, Hill's a decoy, Hill's a decoy this week, and so what if he doesn't touch the ball? He's, a, he's helping us that way, and I think they'll find ways to, to fill that void with some other guys. Oh, there we go. There we go. Here's the fantasy guys. He's got more receptions. He, he runs the, the slant route better. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that, that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> uh, well, and, and uh, you know, you're right. And you're perceived as a Devontae Adams hater simply because once upon a time you listed the top ten receivers in the NFL and you didn't include yeah, them. Yeah, I, I was mean, wrong there. There are a lot of great I, I receivers up. in the NFL, yeah, though. Yeah, but there I There are a lot of great up. receivers in the yeah, NFL. Right. But Tyreek Hill – it's not about the numbers. It's about the impact. Yeah. It's about the fact that you have to watch him everywhere he goes. The things he can do as a running back, as a receiver, as a guy who gets open anywhere, as a guy who, who will cause a defensive a back to yeah. base plant. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I, I picked up a little bit more about this. This okay. is like real-time reporting while we're on the air. Look at you. Every team in the league was called about Tyreek Hill. How did it not get out? Every team was called about the availability of Tyreek Hill. So his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, had permission to shop him, and he contacted every single team. And not a single team said, hey, hey, guess what? The Chiefs are uh, they're trying, to, they're trying yeah. to shop Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So it wasn't strategic by the Chiefs to delay all this until – the pot was boiling. 
it, it started after the Devontae Adams deal. They couldn't work out a contract for Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. So Rosenhaus gets permission to shop Tyreek Hill and every team. I'm told there were 12 teams that were interested. Every team was contacted, and nobody said anything about it. And I don't know if this yeah. is some sort of gentleman's agreement or what, but it's amazing out of 32 teams, if every team is being called, that not a single one said something to someone. Think of all the people, the army of, of reporters. Yeah covering the NFL, and nobody said anything to anyone, or at least no one felt comfortable going with it, shame on them because it was accurate, uh, that, that Tyreek Hill was being shopped. And it's not just a matter of going with what you hear from one person. You, you can make a couple other calls and say, you know, if two general managers are getting the phone call offering them Tyreek Hill, it's safe to say that Tyreek Hill is being offered to teams. Yeah. So it's uh, shocking. Th- it really that part is. of it's crazy to yeah. me. In, in the, maybe there's so much else going on that all the other activity – is the perfect cover. Like there's only so much capacity the reporters have. There's only so much we can do. And it just never happened. The connection was never there. The conversation was never there. Hey, by the way, the chiefs are trying to shop Tyreek Hill. Maybe nobody thought it was a big deal. I don't know. Nobody had the time to even really think about it or do anything about it, but that's what happened. Yeah, it it is. It's surprising. Usually with that kind of player and you know, you make that many phone calls. There's, there's a, a number you hit of, wait, we called this many teams. Uh-oh, that's a lot that's going to get out. I mean, you know, one or two, you talk to that, it, maybe it doesn't get out. I understand that. But to hear that, uh, it is. It is pretty amazing. And, and maybe it's one of those things where, you know, each GM that got called, he kept going, well, they're calling every team. It'll get out. It'll get, he didn't tell. I don't know. Yeah, It yeah. really is a yeah. shocker, though, that, that that didn't happen for for a player of this magnitude who's, you know, again, a game changer. Touchdown maker. It's hard to replace a guy who can score touchdowns from anywhere on the field at any point. Uh, and then that, that's, that's the value of Tyree Kill, and he's been you know one of the best in football at that over the last four or five years. Um, and uh, we'll see if it continues with the Miami Dolphins. The odds makers have adjusted the odds in the AFC East and in the AFC West. Let's start with the West. The Chiefs, even after... The Raiders make their moves last week. The Chargers make their move. They get Khalil Mack. They add J.C. Jackson. The Broncos get Russell Wilson. The Chiefs were still the favorites. But now it's it's creeping toward the Chargers. One, plus 155 are the Chiefs, down from plus 130. Chargers are moving in the direction of co-favorite, plus 250 after plus 270. Broncos at plus 260. Raiders still bringing up the rear. I'll tell you what. Tell you what, if you're looking for value bets to make yeah. on a bulk basis, I I kind of like the Raiders. I think it, you know it was a great bargain at like plus two thousand not that long ago. Yeah, plus six fifty uh, to me because I think they're they're packed more tightly together than those odds would suggest. Chris, yeah. am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I, I think the more and more I've gotten my head around you know Josh McDaniels and and the new regime there in in raid in in Las Vegas, and then you know, even the the moves they've made. I've gone, oh, wait, maybe this transition to changing the team over the way they won't, won't be as drastic or as hard as I thought it would be to where, yes, I think uh, as I sit here more and more, I'm more like you. I start to go, eh, I think we're disrespecting the Raiders a little bit. I think there's a little bit more of a, you know, toughness in their DNA and then the fabric of their football team than we're giving them credit for. And, you know, they got a new coach there that I, I think will continue to, to egg that on and bring that out of them. So uh, I'm with you there. That is a good value bet. I, I still think the Chiefs are king. Uh, yeah, I just they're one there that I'm not going to back off from that. I got to see it to believe it. 
I got to see it to believe it. I do. You know, even, I mean, again, this year is a, a, this past year is a perfect example. And they were playing average football to start the year. Average. I mean, it was it was not good. And then there it was. Oh, flip a switch. Boom. Hey, AFC West, you guys all thought you had us this year? Oh, yeah, great. You know, kiss my butt. You're second to us still. We'll still run the division. And I, I just, you know, have that confidence in the Chiefs football team. There's still a lot of good players across that roster. The Dolphins get a boost in the betting odds for the AFC East Oof. before they were just kind of an also-ran. And the Bills are still the favorites, but, but, and the Bills are unchanged, but the Patriots have their odds changed from plus 350 to plus 400. The Dolphins go from plus 650 to plus 400, even with the Patriots to win the division. Sorry, Jets. I would love to know what the Jets' odds would be if they had gotten Tyreek Hill. I know. Right? Right. They, they stay constant at plus 2,500, 25 to one shot, and I don't think that is a good value bet. Not with the Bills, Patriots, and Dolphins in that division. But, boy, I'd love to see how those odds would have moved for the Jets if they had gotten Tyreek Hill. And, and I'm told it was very, very close between right. the Jets and the Dolphins. I don't know about Tyreek Hill in the New York market. You got all those publications there digging around and trying to, you know, you know what they do. You know, I mean, it's, they, they put a magnifying yeah, glass on everything. They'll put you on the right. back page. Yeah. There's a ton of scrutiny. And if there's any, any, uh, look, I, I'm told that, that uh, the, one of the teams that did some due diligence just came to the conclusion, uh, Diva, too much of a problem. That's their right to come to that conclusion based upon their research. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's the conclusion they right. came to. Right. They decided they didn't want to do it. And I assume other teams decided, you know, if you got to give up all that, yeah, in draft pick compensation, you got to pay him. That's a lot to do, and there aren't many teams that are going to fall into that category. Because I, I look at it this way: the team that knows him better than anyone didn't want to go beyond a certain amount yes. to pay him. Right. A team that doesn't know him at all not only is willing to pay him more, but is also willing to give up five draft picks. On top of that. Now, from the Chiefs' perspective, they know they can get the draft picks, so they're, they're doing the balancing act as well. But think of it that way in very simple terms. They have Tyreek Hill. They aren't willing to go beyond here to keep him. Someone who knows him not at all goes here and says, here, take all these draft picks. Sight unseen. I don't know how much research they were able to do in a short period of time. But they came to the conclusion that they'll be able to handle him. Yeah. They came to the conclusion he won't be a problem. It puts a lot of pressure on the team to make this work. Right. And that's the other side of it too that mm -hmm. we haven't discussed. Yeah. We've speculated on how Tyreek Hill will be used. At a certain level there's going to be pressure on Mike McDaniel to use him, get the ball in his hands. We got to justify. I could see Stephen Ross harumphing up in his his luxury suite saying, "Oh, we gave up all that money to that guy and he's just standing around. Why isn't the football in his hands? Why isn't he playing quarterback?" That 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 is a huge potential pressure point for the Dolphins coaching staff to justify the trade by overusing Tyreek Hill. I, I think the, the, the pressure you're kind of talking or leading us down the road there is the reason why Miami does it. Because, to me, the other factor that plays into this, and, and, and you're right, Mike, there's going to be pressure. Everybody's going to be looking at this now. I mean, Tyreek, you're getting all that money. What are they doing with them? What are his yards? What are his receptions? What are the touchdowns? Are they getting their money's back? You know, they're getting their money's worth out of this deal? That's going to be, you know, microscope, certainly, by the owner, by the media, everybody. But I think the, also what plays into this and why this get, happens and gets done is, yeah, you got a new coach who's, you know, offensive head coach. He wants his offense to look good. But it's another inkling to go, we're going to make Tua work no matter what. 
If we got to put a damn all-star team around him to where he could throw with one foot and the other guy runs 95, that's what we're going to do. They're going all in on we're going to justify Tua at number five. At least that's my thought. So I think that put I a got another. More. I got another take. All right, good. I got another take. It's the Tua No Excuses Tour well, 2022. That could be true. You're right. We got you, Raheem Mostert. We got you. Tyreek Hill. Sure. We got you, Teron Armstead. So if you stink now, and I'm not saying he does, yes. but if you do stink now, yes. it's your own damn fault. I think you're I think we're on to something there. I do. I think you get you you could it's both there. You know, you it could be both. Wait, wait, wait. We'll know what he is after this year. If he can't make it work with these freaking guys, where I again I would say Hill, Gasecki, Waddle is as good a three as there is in football. I mean, that is, is the period. So, yes, I think there's probably that. And then you don't have any second guessing, you know, at the end of the year. You go, wait, we did everything we can to put really good players around him. So we know what the guy is now. We weren't, we're not cutting ties with him or going, wait, we need another quarterback when we go, oh, well, we didn't have great talent around him. That, I, think, I think that plays into it, Mike. I would think that's part of the equation or at least some of the thought process. But they're going to try to make this work with Tua. And I think that was decided halfway through last year, like you've talked about a lot, when they decided not to pursue Deshaun Watson anymore. And if Tua gets injured at some point, it's Teddy Bridgewater with Teron Armstead blocking for him and uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. And, oh, my goodness. I know. Um, it's, so. it's, it's a lot of really uh, – Miami, you know, we didn't get to talk about it off our points bet there. But, man, Miami is a team where – you look at it and you compare them to the AFC East. I go, well, their rosters is good or better than the Bills or the Patriots. It is. We just got to see the quarterback be big time in some big moments. We got to see them, you know, be a little battle tested to where we could say, hey, they've been there, they've done that. You know, the last two years it's all been good, but when they had to win that game, they couldn't do it. But you look at the defense, and we've talked about that early in the offseason. It's one stud after another at, at all three levels. I mean, it really is. And then you look at the offense, and we talked a little. I think it was earlier this week. The only thing you questioned even before Tyree Kill a little bit was just, hey, the offensive line's got to get a little bit better. You know, they got to find a left tackle. they got a bunch of young guys who are really good. I think they'll fill into the other four spots. Oh, damn, now they got the left tackle. I mean, they're – they should. They're set up to be a force in the AFC. They really are, and they've done a good job making some big moves. They kept Josh Boyer as defensive coordinator. We loved what their defense did the second yep. half of the season, and 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 if it doesn't work this year with Tua, they will be the number one attraction next year for yes. any veteran quarterback right. that is looking for a new place, mm -hmm. including if Tom Brady, when his contract expires in Tampa Bay, decides next year to make the move from <laughs> right. Tampa St. Pete down to South Florida. Uh, and it's, it's look, look, we both know it was real. It was a conversation. And, uh, wow. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Okay. We have plenty of other things to discuss going on in the National Football League. We do. There, there are other things. There's the aftermath of the most recent what-the-hell-was-that trade before the latest what-the-hell-was-that trade. The Falcons have a narrative on the Matt Ryan trade. We'll let you know what they said, and we will pass it through our own personal crap filter as to whether or not we believe it when PFT Live continues right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 